We're back. I am here with uh, a longtime friend of mine, Joe Carlucci, a guy I've admired as a human being, but also as a restaurateur. He has brought in, and I have one pressing question to ask, uh, the chef of your restaurant. Joe, please introduce this young man. Uh, this is Dana Heffernan from uh, our, actually, first time chefing after a uh, a long career at Spiaggia, living in Italy for a year and working over at River Roast. And uh, I was introduced to Dana by a very well-known chef, John Hogan. Oh, sure. I who, who is obviously a great guy. And he heard I was opening a restaurant and he said, hey, you know, I heard you're opening a restaurant. I think I have a guy for you that, you know, you'd like. You know, he's not only a good chef, but he's immersed into the culture and you know a lot of people say they can cook italian but very few people take the effort to go to italy to learn you know well, learn from great chefs did and, you and, have to audition for this stand did you have to make a bunch of meals oh yeah it was a a taxing trial going through with joe trying many many different dishes. we probably put together did, and I mean, tried 20 different did, things how did that work he comes to the restaurant i'm assuming you used the kitchen you had no we didn't have a kitchen we had to use my friend's kitchen at the roanoke restaurant downtown chicago in the um residence inn over there on madison avenue there. you said hi i'm dan i'm joe and joe you said can make you me cook some, make me make <laughs> yeah. me a meal I've make heard, me a dish. i've heard this story before man you know whip it out you <laughs> yeah. know let's see what you have and uh, so we set up some tastings and uh, right off the bat you know you can tell he had a nice touch which is really what i'm looking for is is you know what, what, what does that you, what does that mean in the restaurant business a nice touch what does that mean for me, it means blending flavors, and so one thing doesn't overpower the other. You know, okay, if you have a, uh, we have a, di- a dish with salt and bocca, which is veal and prosciutto and a little bit of sage. Well, if you taste the first taste of sage, you screwed up. But if you taste the whole thing going forward, you know it all blends together. So very few, very few people know how to blend those flavors together so that. As you taste the food, oh, I, okay, I get that flavor, I get that flavor, and you know, and then some of the basic. Can you make a good red sauce? He made a great red sauce. You know? And how did you become a chef? Why? First Sheer stupidity why? and determination. <laughs> I like to punish myself. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no, the what, challenge what? though. I mean, I've always loved food. I grew up with. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I actually grew up uh, right on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois, so not too far away. Okay, but my. Uh, parents like we've lived out in the far on the farm um grew up with food a really big part of my life and you know as i kept getting older it became evident that this was something i had a talent for and i really loved it do you think do you think chefs are born i mean were you a born i, I like the whole idea of going on a farm you you necessarily have to be spend more time in the kitchen than some jerk in a high-rise here sure I I think it's something you have to pursue 100%. There's so much, you know, want to learn. And drive like yeah, there's a lot of information. And I think you're going through mentally just packing your head full of different information. You know, I mean, you you're obviously younger than Mr. Carlucci and myself, <laughs> but you you grew up and Joe and I have watched this kind of chef celebrity, this chef food, this network of chefs where I would think, I saw the comedy boom decades ago where every everybody who told a joke in fourth grade said, you know, hey, I think I can play at Zany's and then I'll get five good minutes and then I'll be on The Tonight Show. How did that, how has that affected the restaurant business, Joe? I, 
I, I think very positively. I think okay. you know, with the uh, advent of of those chef shows and the these chef celebrities, it breeds another culture of talent. So the the reason why Chicago has gotten to be such a great restaurant town is partly because the chefs are so good. And you know, these this is the last fifteen years. Before you couldn't really say that. You know, you've eaten out in, every, in probably every restaurant in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you've seen the change. It used to be uh, you know, if ten restaurants opened Five would be good, two would be okay, three would be bad. Well, now, it was in the old days, too, and one of the things I love about it, and again, it, it, we're talking about the new Carlucci restaurant that has opened within the last few months, yep, six months at 400 East Randolph, which used to be called Outer Drive East. It's an amazing, amazing space with this beautiful outdoor section. Uh, Dan, did it, did you just want a job so badly? Or did You needed to know there was no restaurant then. You needed to sort of interview joe did you not about what kind of place are you yeah i'm glad you like my Buka, but what kind of restaurant are you having was that part that had to be part of it wasn't it yeah definitely i mean we hung out for i would say a whole summer oh that's dangerous that's you know that's uh, <laughs> not, well, not the getting, bad things that you know about. and you're not in jail and you're <laughs> yeah, still alive yeah, well, still so here, yeah. success, success. So, you know, that was the period of us getting to know each other and seeing where we sat like our standpoint on food and things sure. like that making sure we meshed did you see this? When did you first see the space? Oh, in its completed form or no. still under construction? No, under construction. Uh, I believe that was 2020. Wow. Yeah, so. This know, has been in the works for a, a long time. time. I mean, the yeah. We started in 2019. Yeah. Wow. You know, wow. And, I've been hearing about it for a long time. What yeah. drew you back? Did you ever go to the Carlucci's that was on Halstead Street? I, yeah, I didn't live in the city at that time. I was a young kid at that time. Yeah, but they, it's they funny. Kids it's there. funny how uh, we've remet so many people that have been oh, to. I, I mean, I, I got engaged even... there. I had my first date there, and you know, pretty much anybody that met at Halstead Street did pretty well for themselves. You know, when it when it came to Except coupling for me. up. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, <laughs> <Except> for me. <laughs> but it's, it, it's so nice to see and reacquaint ourselves with you know with the people that had been there for a long time, good customers but, of ours. Did it? Does it? amaze you make you it must make you proud on some level to hear these people say oh my god i remember the the fondness that people feel for that first place it was a very unique place you know it was um architecturally really cool we had a you know a 60-foot bow truss ceiling you know it was one of the first if not the first restaurant in chicago that paid as much attention to the bar as it did the restaurant yeah you know we had a great bar there and we also have a great bar over here at 400 you know the bar is really an interesting way to capture your neighborhood and you know get sure. some stylish business sure. and you know drop by when business you were the, carlucci on halstead Street was a real pioneer in that neighborhood too yes. and well, there was there was not my glasscouse was there and there was the glasscouse great on. place yes yeah, there was still much, and it's still there yeah, and still not thriving much going on on yeah. that where when, when did you first dance first start coming down to explore restaurants i mean i'm not saying you came down as a job when you would go in a restaurant nice restaurant downtown when you were aspiring to be a chef and you taste something and go god this is horrible i couldn't make this Did, i mean you must say that about somebody you say i could do better than this you know luckily in chicago we're blessed with a lot of great restaurants yeah. and great yeah. chefs so yeah. but i would have to say right when I, I moved to chicago about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and that was my goal was you know up in my game 
and seeing whatever the people are doing out there. So right when I came here, that was my Where'd number you fir- goal. Where did you first start working? And did you first start working as a dishwasher, or how does that No, work? my first job in, in the city was working for uh, Chef Pat Sheeran, actually, at Trencherman over mm-hmm. in uh, Bucktown Wicker Park, which was a great, great, great experience. It was fantastic, real eye-opening. And are chefs nurturing or are they jealous? You know, I keep, you know, I'd hear incredible stories about Charlie Trotter as being who's who, who mentored a lot of famous chefs, but as being kind of uh, jealous of other chefs. I mean, do you find that, or do you find them helpful and nurturing? I think the best chefs, and luckily uh, I've worked with point. some of the best, have that responsibility maybe that they feel that it's their job to help teach and bring people up and there's not really room for jealousy in that type of mindset that's great what do your parents think of what you do oh they they love it they love coming to dinner they love seeing me you know hearing about me behind on the radio going on tv love coming to eat my food try the menu well, let me ask you now, is the restaurant's open right now, right? Right now, yeah. Who's there? Who the hell is cooking first, now? The, the first people in we gave the keys to. Make your own food. Yeah, you say make your own food? BYO. After 6.30, we're good. Open it up. This is great. It must have been. I was there very early on, when, right after you opened at the place. And I love the space, and I've known that building for a long time. Uh, and I was back there, I don't know, a week ago, uh, and saw it packed. Uh, that's got to be uh does it make your job make your job harder you're the cook man i I would say if it's harder it's a good harder you know what i mean like it's that's what we do this for we want to see these people in the seats and it's fun to see yeah you know the energy of the space is you know we all kind of um you get motivated to you know have a give a great experience for the people that that are there okay there are a lot of people here let's let's figure out how to do this to them maybe okay these guys are having fun send over a couple of lemoncellos for them or a couple of tiramisu's let's let's make sure that the fun continues and what is always you know, what has always impressed me about joe is that he's a hands-on and on-site owner i mean it reminds me of some of the great ones in the past like eli shulman arnie morton uh and other people and i think that's do you find that a crucial element here yeah i think it's great it's important that you know he's seeing what's actually happening i think that's a big thing but he thinks i'm a pain in the ass for oh. being around so much well i thought you were a pain in the ass occasionally i don't even work for you i don't even work for you uh the the uh we'll talk about what it was like and it must have been very frustrating for both of you i think you know during the pandemic and you had to get you know t- uh, construction done and construction not being done and how that came to be and i also want to talk to you guys about how you and you must collaborate on a menu uh you know you you're on one end of it you're on, you're both on creative ends of it i think but you've got to somehow mesh to great question to make it work well that's why i'm going to give you uh you know the news uh broadcast to think about the answer to that question <laughs> dan heffernan is the last name correct dan heffernan and dana Joe, dana, heffernan. dana oh i'm sorry that's okay. uh that's not a farm name, but that's a good. Name. <laughs> that's why I got his, that's why I got beat up a lot when he was a kid. That's right. I'm going to be a chef, then I'm going to throw hot hot food at you. Uh, please stay tuned through the news because we're going to get the real insight into how this collaboration works. Uh, you can go to if you want to see a menu. We'll talk a lot about the menu. CarlucciChicago.com 
or just drive up to 400 East Randolph. They have really easy parking and uh, really good food because you've been hearing Dana talk about it. We'll be back. Welcome back. I am sitting here, luckily, with uh, Dana Heffernan, chef, Joe Carlucci restaurateur. The new Carlucci's is at 400 East Randolph in what used to be called, is that building still called Outer Drive East? Yes. Okay, uh, you can get all no, the information. East, I think. You can actually probably see some pictures of Dana's creations on uh, CarlucciChicago.com. The restaurant is a long time in coming because of certain uh, uh, certain disease that ravaged this country and shut down this city for more than the last two years. We were talking about how a chef and an owner of a restaurant, especially a ha- such a hands-on owner as Joe collaborate you, i thought you were gonna say handsome so well hands I, i'll say that hands later on. that's what i say before you leave uh that's what i was saying near the end of the program you basically have i would think a sort of blank piece of paper that is the menu of the future restaurant is that say what should we have do you, literally is it as simple as well we should have some appetizers what do you think basically dana is that how he works uh i think both of us had the idea of you know we threw a lot of stuff up at the wall and kind of saw what we both thought stuck you know and but it's a point of view you know you start with what kind of an italian restaurant you want so it starts with we wanted not only a restaurant we wanted an experience we wanted an italian experience we didn't want to be like what people think a traditional or classic italian restaurant is so we want we want food people that are eating in italy to eat here and you know so being that's a there challenge and ha- for you yeah and having a you know having lived there he understood that concept so you know we want to we just don't want to have a restaurant we have we want an experience you know we don't want a transactional kind of point of view we want an experiential point of view when you come there you really feel like you're someplace else and the food is very much a part of it but it really kind of starts with the food goes with the decor goes with the people goes with uniforms all the little touch points music everything you know gets into what makes this restaurant a, a good and unique restaurant. Well, and then the food is very important to it. Well, obviously. one of the things, the last time I was in there with a couple other people, uh, Lauren Stryker, Jason Brett, and Kathy Murray, uh, we were intrigued, they were intrigued, by something, a seven-layer lasagna. and so Ten-layer lasagna. Whatever. Right, seven, on, fifteen, right, yeah, whatever. Right. Ten-layer <laughs> lasagna. And let's so see how intrigued I was. Uh, and I thought it was going to – I thought of a lasagna as I would see it in a children's coloring book with ten layers of <laughs> – right. uh, of, and it was not. And it was unbelievably, Dana, fantastic. So that comes from where? New? Dan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joe and I talked before we even started on the menu, and, you know, Joe needed to have lasagna. I'm like, all right, let's do a lasagna. And so we – I put my head on it a little bit, and we did a lasagna bolognese, so it's a little bit different than what people are used to making at home or whatever their grandma made. This is a wonderful kind of creative challenge for you, is it not, to oh. have that kind of certain amount of, certain of a large amount of creative freedom in that kitchen? Most definitely. Joe, like you said, he's hands-on. He wants to get in there. He wants to taste stuff. He wants to see what's going on. And I've been eating Italian food for 40 years. You know, I mean, first of all, I grew up eating it, but, right. you know, the... Um, I've been to uh, hundreds of Italian restaurants, you know, both here, here, here in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, any any town I go into, I always manage to drop by an Italian restaurant because you never know 
where an idea comes from. You might learn something, and it might not necessarily be food. It might be presentation. just might be something else, but I'm there. So I have a taste profile of something that I have in mind when I talk to chefs. Well, why don't you both – I'm sorry this show's not on TV. Why don't you both weigh 300 pounds? Man. People think chefs eat a lot. We don't really eat that yeah, much. We don't, we don't, <laughs> We're we, working we, a lot. They think owners eat a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, but, he snacks a lot. He doesn't eat. Yeah, I graze. I'm a grazer. <laughs> what about, do you listen to, I'm sure you do, to customers and what they have to say about the food or what they suggest? Is that part of this whole thing, totally. too? Yeah, you have to take it into account. And, and while, we, while we create something that we think customers are going to like, we don't create for ourselves. We, you know, we sort of kind of play a game and says, okay, we're, we're inventing, creating, whatever the word you want to use for customers. And sometimes we hit the nail on the head and sometimes, you know, we hit ourselves on the thumb, you know, hammering the nail. And, you, and so. How often, this is something that's always intrigued me. Do customers often say, this, this food was fantastic. I would like to meet the chef. Does that happen at all? Absolutely. It definitely happens. And what do they want to meet you for? I hide them. To just <laughs> say, we have no, I cook. You know, a lot of people, sometimes they want to share what they cook. A lot of times they just want to, you know, give praise. They want to that share their so experience nice. with the chef, the person that created that experience for them. That must be so great for uh, you. Fills me with joy, yeah. Most what definitely. are your hours? So... We're open Tuesday through. No, no, I mean, no, no. I, the restaurant you can get. The restaurant hours. My I'll hours. ask him about the restaurant hours. Oh, I'm working anywhere from, you know, anywhere between 55 and 75 hours a week. Wow. Wow. In preparation and everything. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of prep. stuff to do. I'm, you know, I get in there early. I like to, like Joe, I like to be hands-on with people as well. I want to make sure... That I'm giving them the proper information so everything comes out the way I want it. How big a kitchen staff do you have? I have about 12 people right now in the kitchen. Wow. Wow. Between uh, porter, dishwasher, line cooks, chef. And do you meet with them daily to say, okay, we're going to do this? And we get, You're like a coach in some ways, too. Are you I not? feel that way a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is fascinating. Uh Joe Carlucci would be fascinating on his own, but he decided uh, wonderfully to bring Dana Heffernan in, the chef of Carlucci's. we got to take a short little break, and then I'll continue on with them asking them more about specific meals. I have a few more minutes with uh, Joe Carlucci of Carlucci's. Carlucci, Chicago. I'm going to spell for you. I know you're smart out there, but it's C-A-R-L-U-C-C-I, Chicago. Dot com And Dana Heffern and the chef, uh, they've been together since the opening of that place. When exactly did you open, Joe? Uh, right after Thanksgiving. Okay. And so you had a Chicago winter. One of the things that's very intriguing about the, the restaurant, it's right here at 400 East Randolph, is it's a, it's a vibrant neighborhood. Yes. And it also is made even more so by the concerts and other events i don't know how many Lollapalooza kids you're going to get in there find out this weekend (laughs) yes you will but also you know i it's too bad they're not big signs at at the symphony well saying move west i mean it's a it's a it's untapped audience who has needed a place in this neighborhood well we're about ready to do a um sponsorship affiliation with the harris theater you know a lot of people have been coming into the restaurant before going to the harris theater and it's like a 10-minute walk to Nederlander right down the street. Yep. So 
the theater business has been pretty good to us. And, and now the um, and we also have free parking for the people going to the theater. So if you show us your theater ticket when you come in for dinner, oh, we'll, wow. we'll comp your parking. Wow. So we have a great parking situation where oh, it's a fa- fantastic right pull, right behind pull in the, the building. Yes, yeah. and it, you know, it's pull really into the easy. building. So um, yeah, so we have uh, you know the the theater population has been growing and growing and growing, and now these. Uh, and Pritzker Pavilion with the uh, Symphony in the Park has also been really good. Dana, have you two any had any problems? Has there been? I mean, the relationship here on a you know Sunday afternoon seems terrific, but are there any natural conflicts that arise between owner and? Or I guess you guys know each other, and you spent all that time preparing for the opening. That I doubt if you ever said. You gotta. I don't care if you don't like this. You gotta keep it on the menu, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. We work in close proximity yeah. with yeah. each other. There's I mean, bound listen, to be there's, some headbutting. You know, there's there's open flames, sharp knives. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. You have to be careful. You have to be very, very, very careful. Uh, how has it been gathering? You said you have twelve people working for you. How is it? And I don't know how many wait staff you have, but you know you keep hearing all the time about how the problems of hiring people after the pandemic when people just left the business. Is that true, or is that uh, uh, yeah well, fake I, news? I think people uh, found different avenues to make their living and stuff like that. Maybe they found you know great enjoyment in it, and yeah, it's thought maybe difficult. the stress of the kitchen was not like not worth it, but. Do you have any people who work for you at the yeah. other places? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I have uh, Carlos, who worked for me um, when he first came here from Mexico when he was 19 years old. So he was a busboy. Now he's been a longtime waiter. So he's worked for me close to 30 years. Wow. And then one of my uh, uh, waiters in Rosemont is a long time ago. Is now down here. He moved this way. So, yeah. So we have people that are Carlucciized. Was this like, not, not that you're old, but it, at some point, you know, when after a couple of Carlucci's closed, you could have said to yourself, okay, I'm I'm done with the restaurant business. I mean, I'm going to just relax. This is like, it's like a drug for you. Well, sadly, it? I really like it. You know, yeah. I wish, I, you know, I wish I didn't as much, but yeah, I still have something to say and I still, you know, uh, think that creatively and business-wise, there are a lot of, a lot of opportunities for us. And even though I've been doing it a long time, there are just so many different avenues to you know explore both business opportunities and creative opportunities yeah i've seen it i've seen you know when i've been in there i see you don't see it every day i mean i do see the passion manifested just simply in the in the and it's not fake with you the joy you have meeting a new customer the joy you have seeing and seeing an old customer dana what do you aspire to your own a lot of chefs i've known over the years have aspired to their own places that seems to me. So I'm they don't not, have to work with guys like me. I'm not a That's chef, <laughs> but it also, but also, it, it, it seems like a job owning a place with a lot of headaches that have nothing to do with the creative side. Yeah, I mean that's just part. <clears throat> excuse me, that's just part of the deal. You know, the there's. Ten percent fun and ninety percent stress and headache. Yeah, <laughs> and hard work. Yep, definitely. You know, but nobody should be afraid of hard work. That's no, I agree. No. I agree. But you I aspire think, to to run your own place one day. 
that's a one hundred percent yes, most definitely. But it'll probably be a hamburger joint where you only need two cooks, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and a griddle. You know, it's, best hamburgers you'll ever have. <laughs> have you seen either? Have you seen this new show? This hot new show called The Bear. I have not. Yep, I've watched what do you, it. What do you think of that? It's oh, it's, a, it's, great. A, it's, fun. it's a Hulu show, a series about a guy who, famous chef who was called back to Chicago because his brother committed suicide, and he, he has to run a basically beef and sandwich shop. What do you think of that show? I thought it was great. I thought it it captured. really touched on both sides of what they're trying to portray: the the fine dining, the hard work, the the diligence that goes into those fine dining kitchens, and then. The fun part of them applying that to the mom and pop beef stand, kind of thing. You you ever expect to open for lunch? That's tough. I it, think right now it's tough because the, the office, office population is not. We if we open for lunch, it would be for the office population, sure. and the office population is a little depleted at the moment. I think they're uh, Tuesday and Wednesdays or Wednesdays and Thursdays. So it's a it, you can't you can't form a business model on. On not being two days a week well yeah. two days a week but not being sure what it is so when you feel when we feel more comfortable that more people are in the neighborhood we will yeah and we cater lunches too so i mean we we send out some every once in a while an office uh calls in said i need you know something for 20 people can you send something up yeah they call us the day before so we send it over to how them. often do you two guys and and why do you alter the menu is it often? Is it you know the whole notion of specials? You know, specials every day, night, yeah. every night. Really, what determines a special? Something you want to try? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a lot. Of, that's a good way for us to get you know an idea of what people respond to as well. So if I would put something on that sells like hotcakes, that's you know running through my head of like maybe this should be something that becomes a menu item has anything surprised you something that you thought might not work that did or something that you knew was going to work and didn't you know not so no not so much for me i don't think because i don't know I think on Joe's side, maybe uh, I told him I could sell Go chicken ahead. liver. Well, this, you know, this is it. When you know, when we were developing the menu, he said, "You know, try this uh, Tuscan chicken liver that I do." And I go, "Why bother? We're not going to sell one of these things." You know, just, you know. And then I tasted it, and I said, All right, "Well, it tastes good, but uh, you know, I'm not your. You know, I, I don't put myself as a customer. I, I try to think." past that and think what the customer's going to like right and i said these guys aren't going to like this and then you know two weeks into it is like we're running out you know, you're we're selling. yeah wow i mean that was that, that was a nice that was a nice surprise that's sure. also that's also you know the fact that you you both you both uh dana heffer and joe carlucci can surprise one another and surprise yourselves with this that's what makes it fun definitely makes it fun it is also uh, it is literally a lot of work do you guys both have like a drink at the end of the day do you at the end of the day you both must be pretty tired do you sit down on occasion maybe once a week and have a conference and how well, that we talk a lot because we're together a lot yeah so we don't have to say okay meet me at nine o'clock or have a you know beer at the end of the night unless something happened that we need to talk about right. but you know, it, it's, uh, you know, th- towards the end of the night, we want to get the hell out of there like everybody else, you know. we. But, yeah. you know, the bar stays open late, so that's once the kitchen... How late does the bar stay open? 11 or 12 o'clock every night. See, that one of the things about 
this place, and I know this neighborhood fairly well. I knew this neighborhood when that was the only building out there, for God's sake. Now well, you know, for, these for the people listening, the, the, the landmark of that building is that honeycombed bowl over dome. this dome over the swimming pool and yeah. everybody when i say that to somebody okay i know exactly where yeah. it is now because they've all driven by it or sure understand it. sure so that's that's the neighborhood we're in well and i think you know to my mind it becomes a perfect late night place yes some nights it is some night it isn't you know it's it's uh, what's going on in the neighborhood and, and some of the people upstairs or around the corner just want to drop downstairs and have a pizza or a glass of wine and you know at 10 o'clock at night and you know do that or they just sick of being in their apartment because they're working from home and just want to stop in yeah you must the people in that building must love you guys i mean they must be your biggest who fans. wouldn't well, I agree. I agree with that. But they're they're in closer proximity to you. They're in close <laughs> at least, proximity. At least the first time they did. I have been there. I think at least twice, and will continue to go back. It's one of my favorite places. Not just because. Uh, we we'll sit out on Joe's the patio next time friend. you come. Yeah, if there are seats out there, yeah, I'd be well, happy I, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sit on the pa- sit on the patio, Rick. We're full. We can, uh, we're full. In the old days, people would have kicked people out so I could sit down. But Dana, I'm I'm even uh, more in love with this place. I've always loved the way Joe runs a restaurant. Sometimes I would even have food at his restaurants. Uh, but your menu is is very very exciting. The people I go out to eat with who know food. I think it's tremendously exciting. Uh, there's like I don't know if it's a pork chop or a lamb chop or see, double see, cut yeah, pork chop. Yeah, see, how pork see, chop. Yeah. You know, see how sophisticated I am. I'm never going to have. It's a food. not just the menu; it's the presentation of the food as it's, well. I agree, and it's yeah. the alcohol I sometimes have before that. Gentlemen, go back to work. There must be people starving over there. Dana, it's really it's a pleasure to meet you. Hey, pleasure's all mine. Now, Joe, it's an ongoing pleasure yes, to know Rick, you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for your time, Carlucci. CarlucciChicago.com. You can see the menu. You have pictures up there, right? Yeah, lots. Yeah, yes. you can see what Dana does for a living. He's from uh, a farm, <laughs> and, and he, he brings some of that farm. And his know? parents and his and, parents love to eat where he cooks. That's a great thing. Some of these vegetables he comes back with. You know, so I never even saw anything that looked like that before. As sophisticated as you are, that's hard yeah. to believe. <laughs> that's hard to believe. Uh, we'll be back after the news with Sam Royko.